The following podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views and opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the host and of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any entity that the host and or guest have, are, or will be affiliated with. Any content provided by the hosts or any of the guests are their opinion. Literature discretion is advised. All right, hello and welcome to Throne Tomatoes, the podcast where we take a random look through movie history. I am your host, Adam, a.k.a. Some Dumb Ninja. Uh, we are joined by the same crew as our last time. We've got the streamer special. <laughs> so uh, we've got longtime guest, and honestly, I should promote you to co-host at this point, uh, John, a.k.a. Beetlesaurus. How's it going? We've got the uh, lovely Flower, a.k.a. Ray. Hello. And we've got... I don't have a cool adjective for you, <laughs> but we've got Cake, a.k.a. Caleb. How we doing? So, the randomizer in its infinite wisdom, I feel like I say this every time. I think you do. It, it's kind of formulaic at this point, <laughs> but honestly... It's okay. You know, we get into a groove. So, the randomizer in its uh, boundless wisdom... See, there I changed it up, I changed it up. I found a thesaurus between this and the last podcast. Um, it picked Live and Let Die, the 1973 James Bond movie. Yes, starring Roger Moore. His first role, according to the uh, description on Amazon Prime. Um, so, has anyone seen this movie? I have. No. Nope. Surprise, surprise, Beatles seen the movie again. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, so uh, t- tell us about your experience with it, uh, John. Um, so I have very fond memories of most James Bond movies. It was something that my mom and I really enjoyed watching together as, as when I was a kid. Um, and Roger Moore was one of her favorites, Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan. Um, you know, until Daniel Craig came out and did his James Bond movies, and who doesn't love Daniel Craig? But mm-hmm. I have really good memories of this movie because I loved it so much. It was one of my favorite ones, even as a kid. And I actually haven't seen it in a very long time, but I know that I love this movie. I, for, for me, I've, I've seen a good portion of the Daniel Craig ones. Just funny enough in theaters, um, just cause my family likes to go see action movies together. So, like, we'll go see, funny enough, the Fast and Furious movies, and we'll go see James Bond. Yep. I go see the thing with Jason Statham in it. Yeah, you know, that's fair. (laughs) Speaking of Jason Statham, I actually had a, uh, I actually went on a, I went on a date and saw uh, The Wrath of Man. Ooh, how was it? Oh, that was so good. But, you know, it's on the podcast list. Okay, maybe we'll get For, maybe we'll get lucky. I mean, next year we'll yeah. get lucky because it was a 2021 movie. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about James Bond. Uh, so, what's the consensus here of my favorite Bond? A favorite Bond. Favorite Bond. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, I really love Daniel Craig. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fair. Who was the one who did North by Northwest in the Hitchcock one? Because he was also a Bond. What? <laughs> it was, he was with, uh, oh my god, the girl who played Cat uh, Galore or whatever. Kitty Galore. Kitty Galore? Yeah. Pussy Galore? She, yeah. was, she was also, she was in the Batman I mean, ones as well. And so they did that one together. But I can't remember I what his name the, was. The phrasing of your question is incredibly confusing. <laughs> Hold up, I got this. While she's looking it up, I'll try to answer the question. Um, the I really don't watch very many James Bond movies. I've only seen like the newer ones. Like the, I think I saw the Casino one. I Casino Royale. Royale. Yeah, Casino Royale. Yeah, and uh, don't laugh at me. I know you were you're the Casino one. No, we're um, we're laughing because we jinxed. <laughs> yeah. No, the um, but uh, Skyfall was a really really good. Skyfall, Skyfall was great. That really one. Good. Um, so I probably leaned more towards the most recent actor. However, 
I've never seen Sean Connery, but Sean Connery is one of my favorite actors. I feel like he would be my favorite James Bond. He is it one was, of my favorite Bonds. Um, because there's, there's just a level of class that Sean Connery exudes oh, yeah. that you cannot beat. Like, and Pierce Brosnan, gentleman right there. Pierce Brosnan is is one of the like cheesier Bonds to me, but I love it. Wasn't he in Moonraker? Because I've seen I've seen Moonraker. <laughs> I think so. That one's so The bad. one that I always remember him being in is Die Another Day Ooh. with Halle Berry. Um, <laughs> that was a knowing nod yeah, from, that, from that was an Adam. awakening for many young children. Um, <laughs> I mean... And I, I mean, I, I, gotta say love, I love fish, Daniel okay. Craig as well, but he, he does a really good action-packed James Bond. Yeah. There, there's different James Bonds. There's like the classy, the action, the, you know, just the 2000s punchy movie. Like, it's it depends on what you're looking for in a Bond, but Daniel Craig is a good choice. Very true. Mm-hmm. And Sean Connery is a great choice for class. <laughs> James Bond, to me, is kind of like, I kind of look at him like you look at the Doctor from Doctor Who. Yep. Where it's like a different person has a diff- their different spin on James yes. Bond. Yeah. Every actor a has accurate. a different doctor or a different bond yeah. yeah um there are some people that are like well james bond's a time lord <laughs> which that's kind of silly that's a hell of a twist in the lore i love that yeah they do I an mean, x-ray he has two hearts <laughs> off rip it seems like you can t- kind of prove that <laughs> like just the concept yeah 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 or the other theory for james bond why there's different people in the, the role of James Bond is James Bond's actually the code name. Right. That that's one that's yeah, been uh, that's been one. almost like widely believed to be the truth is that James Bond is not a single person. It's it is a position in MI6 that is held. Kind of like Q. That right. seems to be like the most sense because they use the same code numbers for all right. Double O seven. Double O seven. That means you're the identifier you have is James yeah. Bond. Right. Yeah. Which also makes sense because what you'd be a really shitty spy if you used your real name right, to introduce right. yourself. Yeah. And and for somebody who's known for saying their name out loud to people all the time. <laughs> right. In the reverse. <laughs> yeah, like Yoda. <laughs> That's a new twist. Uh, <laughs> the next James Bond is going to be Frank Oz. Oh, no, thank you. Oz. <laughs> now, 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 in my head, I'm hearing the Bond, James Bond, but in the Yoda voice. Yeah, I don't like thinking about it. Bond, James Bond. <laughs> joke. Yeah, that's that's where I get my Yoda impression is from the, that game. The game grumps. grumps. Yep. All right, so I think we've stalled long enough. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. We might actually get a good movie on this podcast. <laughs> I say that like we've never gotten a I good know. movie before. But uh, the ratio of good to bad is actually even. Is it really? Yes. Yes, it is. Wow. And um, another interesting fact uh, before we get into this probably going to be good movie. Um, we've never had a split decision on this podcast. Hmm. It's always been unanimous. Hmm. Interesting. We'll and try to fix that today. <laughs> I will do my best to hate this movie. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's the peer pressure thing, or maybe it's just that the movies are just so definitively bad or good. Right. I think it's the latter, actually. I was about to say, we've gotten some very like clear-cut movies that were either pretty good or really bad. <laughs> yes. And, and like I said, so if our track record is any indication, we're, we're due for a good one. Yeah. All right, so when we return, we will have seen Live and Let Die. I keep saying the James Bond classic, so I'm just going to keep saying it. (laughs) Right here on Throwing Tomatoes. All right, so we just watched uh, Live and Let Die. That was... Yeah, (laughs) that was a great movie. It really was. That movie came That was phenomenal. It was better than I even remembered, because as a kid, I didn't understand most of it, I think. Yeah, and... uh, there's a lot of like references to that if you saw it young you wouldn't totally not you wouldn't un- pick up yeah one. you wouldn't totally understand. Um, so let's uh, we'll start at the beginning. Uh, 
we go through this sequence of these different agents like in different situations there's uh the there's a guy who is uh listening in on a un mission or a UN conference. Yeah, some ambassador Katanga is that was that the guy's name? Kananga. Kananga. Yes, and or is this? I think it was somebody yeah, else. Kananga was the, the Kananga was guy. the bad guy. Yeah, there is that what an, you're talking about? There was an agent listening in a UN. There was an yeah. Agent. There were, there were MI6 agents in the UN New in Orleans. New Orleans and in the Caribbean. That yeah, Caribbean. On the Caribbean islands. Yes. Yeah, that Caribbean island where the movie took place. Right. And we see in rapid succession them all getting killed. Killed in one way or another. Yeah. The best scene was the guy in New Orleans. Yeah. Where uh, his funeral is the parade. Yours. Yeah. Stab. Yeah. And then the the funeral procession walks over with the coffin, coffin, puts it down over him, picks it up, and he's gone. It was awesome, actually. I thought it was really good. It was very smooth. And all of a sudden, the jazz music breaks out, and we're good to go. Yep, uh, in New Orleans funeral fashion. Yep. <clears throat> and, and then we get the James Bond. Yeah. Well, we truly opened with the uh, the classic James Bond, the barrel of the bed scene. Well, no, the barrel of the gun shows. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. The, shows the opening him. sequence. Yeah. Which it took me forever to realize. That that was the barrel of a gun. Oh really? Yeah. The spirals. Oh, that was the same for me. Like I struggled really figuring that. I was out. like, "What is that? A camera? No, it's a, it's a rifle Beanie. gun barrel." But um, uh, this was Roger Moore, right? Yes. yes. Okay. I don't want to confuse him because I I saw the movie, but I don't remember the actor's name. Yeah. Um, That's fair. Yeah. And he's not exactly the James Bond of our time. No, no, not at all. We get Daniel Craig, which yeah. is not a disappointment. Speaking just... of our time, this movie was very 70s. Incredibly 70s. Like, you could watch that 70s show and this back-to-back and not miss a beat. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. and then you could switch to an episode of Magnum P.I. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. The Tom Selleck one, not the new one. The Tom Selleck one, that was the 80s. But it still, it fit so it, well. It did fit the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there was bell bottoms everywhere. Yep. There's people calling afros. Them, the people saying honky. Uh huh. Who says home dog? I like the. Uh, we'll get to there's him. A honky on your tail. Yeah, there's a car chase that James Bond gets himself into, and uh, the the driver <laughs> was like, uh, he's like tailing for an extra twenty, and the driver goes for an extra twenty. I'll, I'll tell take you to a Ku Klux Klan meeting. He goes, a Ku Klux Klan barbecue, yeah, <laughs> is what, what, what he is. said. And we were like, whoa! Like, oh my god. <laughs> Alright, buddy. Um, so, we tr- so, we get all this stuff, of these agents, the setup, and then we cut immediately to the classic... That was Paul McCartney, wasn't it? Um, I think it was. I think so, yeah. Oh. Uh, to a, a what? The, we, the, the song. The song. Oh. Live and Let Die. Yeah, we got Paul McCartney in the Live and Let Die. Oh, that is Paul McCartney. Yeah. And there was another version by the Bee Gees? I want to say the Bee Gees. Oh my god, was it the Bee Gees? I think. Hold on. I'll Look check. that up for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that <laughs> while y'all continue. Yeah. The Silver Beatles. Really? Uh, that's what first came up. Let's see. The Silver Beatles? We've got Paul McCartney. Uh, wow. And the Silver Beatles is the next one that comes up. Really? Uh, George Martin. Yeah, well, there was another version that I'm also familiar with. Wings. Mm. Yep, that's Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yep. That's his album. Yeah. Interesting. Well... And his last concert. Yeah. I, I'm not getting anybody else for it. Well, he's he's the one that's still alive. Yeah, yeah. but that was his last tour that he did. Oh, uh, okay. With okay. Wings, if I remember correctly. I'm not a Beatles I person. I wasn't there, and neither am I. Mom went to it. That's probably the only reason why I know that. Oh, uh, okay. So, um... I mean, I think... And then we're introduced to the bad guy at that point. Kananga. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, well, first we're introduced to James Bond uh, in bed. Wow. Yes. Yeah, With an Italian agent. Yes. And that, that was a funny scene. It was. Oh, yeah. Like, there yeah. wasn't much, like, dialogue in the sense of, like, including the the Italian girl. But no, we only find out that like... she's an Italian agent after we find out he's just finished a job. And he was working with the Italian and Greek uh, government. And the one of James' Child handlers Child. says... Uh, it, that was... That was M. Uh, was it? Yes, that was M. Um, says that they're having trouble locating their, their agent. Would you happen to know where she is yeah, while she's hiding in the closet putting her clothes on? And uh, can we talk about how much of a gal pal Money, Money Penny, Penny is? Was. <laughs> totally she covered did. for her. She did. Money Penny took one look at the situation and went... It's too much trouble to have James get uh, flack for this. Yeah. She really handled it. Like she um, was a total queen about it too. Like just being like, "No, I got, I got your coat. Don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah, don't look in that closet. Oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Although a cloak closet, worst place you could go to. Yeah, yeah. I really thought she was about to just run out the door. Like, so did I. Shame, like naked. Like, Let's just go. <laughs> yeah. Start putting clothes on while you're running down the hallway. Poor guy would have lost his bed sheet too. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. See, it the, is what it is. What you gotta do is you gotta put your clothes like a fireman. So you just yeah. jump into your pants and... Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you gotta do. And she's an agent. It's not like she doesn't know. Speaking of clothes, the wardrobe changes. Yes. Oh, oh man. James goes through some wardrobe changes that were honestly impressive. So 70s, too. I think the highlight for all of us was the reversible jacket. And, and the, the tearaway, tearaway pants. pants. It was awesome. <laughs> I was so here for it. I was like, okay. Hops I'm off a hang glider, like, flips wait, his jacket wait. inside out, and then rips his pants off. And we were all yeah. like, okay, cool. It's that kind of party. <laughs> Into a nicer suit than he was wearing. That was yep. by far my favorite. That was baller. I like the turtlenecks. Those yep. were great. He the, had like a the stealth turtleneck. Oh, man, the I'm stealth saying, turtleneck. He looked really good in those high-waisted bell bottoms, too. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those were... Pretty dang awesome. Honestly, 70s style, I wish it had lasted <laughs> a little longer. A lot of it, yeah. a lot of it I was coming back, but Interesting not to quite say the, the least. same. Yeah. The 70s cars were pretty neat, yes. too. Yes. Oh, and the car chases. The, car the vehicle chases. Very vehicle well chases, done. Yeah, vehicles in general, not we just We had, cars. like, two car chases, a plane chase. A boat was, chase. A boat chase. That boat chase was, like, We only had, top what, tier. two explosions? Yeah. yeah. Two, yeah. Two, two explosions, and they weren't cheesy. And they were, re- and they were realistic. <laughs> well, I would say three, but one of them was very cheesy. Yeah. We can get to that in the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Uh, we didn't see Q in this movie, I just realized. No, but we heard about Q working on the devices like yeah. James's watch. He mentioned Q at the beginning with the watch, but that was well, really Q the only was time. Felix. No, Q is no, not Felix. No, Felix Leiter is not Q. No. So Felix yeah. Leiter, Felix Leiter is, is a CIA yeah, head so we that never helps did get to see the MR. Yeah, I was disappointed. We didn't get to see this era's Q, which I think is just kind of an old guy. I, I was about to say, I think you see him in the next movie. Oh, okay. Um... I can't imagine Man with the Golden Gun, right? Long. Which is Man with the Golden Gun. I think you see him in that one. I was trying to think of who the actor was though that played Q. I don't remember. Um, but what would have been really cool, and this maybe just is this me, if they got like uh, the previous James Bond actor to play like M or Q. Oh, that would have been cool. Oh, that would have been cool. That had that little connection. If they were able to do that in general for all of the James Bond movies. Like, yeah. They, they it's like when they decide role. to like be like retired from being double O, they get to be Q. Yeah. Or, or M. Or M. M. I think M would make more a little more sense now that, that would, be, that would still be pretty cool to have a double O as M who's then talking to the next double O being like, okay, please don't make the same decision that I made. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And M in this movie was basically a cameo, so why couldn't that have been Sean Connery yeah, coming in? Yeah, I don't know That's why. True. Unless Sean was like, nah, fam, I'm done. Or maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, there was scheduled. Looks like it was Peter Burton. Peter Burton. Never heard of him. The, the end they had, though, just seemed kind of like unaware of everything that was going on, which I thought was so 
odd because usually, at least the M is at the head of everything, and and Mm -hmm. especially at least with the Daniel Craig M, which is the one I'm more familiar with, where they are, she is very much on top of it. They work in very close proximity, yeah, and she always knew what What James Bond was and where he was, what girl he was with, right? Like, she knew everything, so I was genuinely shocked that this M was like. Just woo right over the head. <laughs> he was very like uh, the stereotypical British aloof, right? Yeah. Where it was almost like he didn't want to know. Yeah, yeah I, he I was think just like I want my head in the sand on this one. <laughs> I think it was like the British classiness where he he goes, well, that's not proper, and I don't want to deal with it. Right, that's yeah. not my business. It, it also kind of. But he tried James to walk Bond. in the damn bedroom. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He I, that's just Canadian. nosy old people. <laughs> that is nosy old people. I think he. I kind of took that as he was just wandering and talking. Yeah, I think yeah. he was just talking. I, I think he was just like, walk and talk with me and just kind of yeah. wandered into the bedroom. You have to pack. Let's go into the bedroom. and yeah. but I think, While you I think pack, the main I can... reason he was like that was because um, because given like the stature, like everybody kind of upheld like responsibility and respectful and all that stuff, he kind of just let James Bond do his thing. Right. Like when it comes to the newer ones... Um, I feel like she needed to feel more on top of him because he was kind he of loose was cannon. a little bit of a loose cannon. Yeah. Like he didn't really yeah. like pay attention to the rules and he did whatever he wanted. This guy in this one particularly, he was like on top of everything, very right. respectful. Even he's a little more the get the job done themselves. kind of guy. Yeah. Whereas Daniel Craig is all over the place. He's <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna do it, but, but there's gonna be I'll be damned if you're gonna tell me how. There's he's a little rough around the edges. Yeah. Especially in the in like. Uh, Casino Royale or right. Skyfall. Or Which goes back to the point we were making before about every James Bond being played a little differently. Yeah, they, depending on they who all have their different style. And, right. um, Roger Moore was very classy. Oh, he was extremely classy. Suave, smooth. He was the smoothest motherfucker <laughs> I have ever seen. <laughs> that man would transition from laying moves to interrogation at like a flip of a switch. But you wouldn't even notice. It was, it was like... Man, I really enjoyed his interaction with villains. Yes, because it wasn't like angry. He was very no, polite. Was very, and even the villains very were very taunting, polite. Though. Yes, it was confident. Yeah, like he seemed very disappointed in them too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, really? like he's just like, do we have to do this? Do I have to kill you? Right. Come on. Can we just sit and talk like gentlemen over a drink? I don't know how many times in this movie he attempted to talk it out with the villains to yeah. try to come to some kind of compromise. Yeah. Even while he's strapped to a chair about to get his pinky cut off. Yeah. Or, you know, some kind of, like, solution to the problem. Right. Just talking it out instead of having to resort to violence. And every single time he attempts that, the villains, like, flip him on his, flip it on his head or they knock him out or they... Yeah. Uh, Where they could have turned the table like, around. Right. Yeah, that was amazing. Um... How the tables have turned. <laughs> yeah. By how the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> um, Had a nasty turn in a booth last. During the... I will point out, uh, to kind of go back a little bit, during the James Bond sequence, we had a discussion about how Jane, the James Bond movies, and even the modern ones, yeah, they don't really shy away from any... From sex. Well, really any taboo subject. Right. Because if you have to think, this is the 70s, um, they're just now getting like the cultural revolution mm-hmm. stuff like off of the '60s, and they're starting into the sexual revolution and you know more uh, freedom for women, that sort of thing. So it's even like showing like uh, the women like in various states of dress was taboo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the Rosie being in her well, bikini. Yeah. Like, up until then, they probably still would have been showing, in most every other movie, a one-piece bathing suit. I'm or like, the uh, Miss Solitaire in her, night, her, like, her sheer nightgown. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they leave less to the imagination than you would usually expect from a movie of well, the time. Even in the opening cut, there is full nip everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Mean, There's, like, full There movie. is silhouetted... Full nudity. Yeah. yeah. Which is it's just interesting because it was so taboo and you would have yeah. thought that that would have, if nothing else, kind but of they, tanked at the box office. But they also do it in a very classy way. I was going to say, but it's never trashy. No. Yeah. And this is this is the era where uh, if you wanted to go see a classy movie, you go to the cinema. Yeah. And if you wanted to see something trashy, there was uh, these grindhouse, they're called grindhouse theaters. Yeah. Where you go and see a double feature of like some kung fu movie and then 
a black exploitation movie or like uh, a sex exploitation movie yeah. or uh, like a yeah. like all those exploitation movies or like even horror movies were shown yeah. in Grindhouse films because you'd go and pay like a quarter and see a really or shitty just movie watch something yeah or at least if it was a good movie it, it had a lot of trashy or taboo things in it mm-hmm. and the fact that this movie was mainstream came out in the actual cinema and then played around with these taboo subjects that you normally see in like the black exploitation movies at that time was is actually and really interesting did it successfully mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and casting as we found out casting black exploitation actors too yeah uh, as we looked at some of the actors that we were like, hey, we kind of recognize this yeah. actor that from something else. Or something, yeah. Yeah. Or they look familiar or... Yeah. The 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 main henchman kind of looked like Ving, uh, Ving Rhames before Ving Rhames was really acting. Yeah. Um, but that guy especially was in a bunch of black exploitation stuff, like Superfly and that sort yeah. of thing. Um, it's just... It's just another, it just seems like it's it's another era, but it's also like this movie sort of defined how people looked at James Bond movies. Yeah. Going forward. Going forward, yeah. The, like, there's the over, there's the dramatic and very sexual title sequence. Mm-hmm. There's all these car chases and action scenes. Yeah. James Bond's got his one-liners at the ready. Very, very. Like, everything, he's, it's very snappy quippy quippy yeah it's very interesting though that the new ones don't really fit that mold the same way no he's not as they're very different in that sense like they still have some of the james bond girls here and there in the newer ones but Mm -hmm. like it's not really like they're not a focus so focused on that portion of it like the the, it's more of the action get the bad guy yep yeah kind of it's it, it seems the newer ones it's modern action yeah the new ones are influenced by like the modern action movie, kind of like uh, Die Hard or like the the or Taken, Taken or, or yeah. Well, and to be fair, back then women didn't mind. I mean, they minded being objectified, but at the same time, there was sort of this romantic air to it. Whereas nowadays, you you have women who are just like, don't look at me like that. Yeah, you know? right. So who, who don't want to be exactly. the accessory to the man. To the man, yeah. Which and is so, in the James Bond movies, the woman. Pretty was. much always was an accessory yeah. to James Bond's character. Yeah, she, I mean, she assisted was, she was the movie. another one of his gadgets, honestly. Right, I mean, they yeah. assist the plot of yeah. the movie. Whereas in the new ones, they are a side role. Yeah, yeah they're mm-hmm. they're an actual. It had to character. change for right. what we have now as society. Yeah, the Makes times. Sense. Yeah, it's very interesting because there was plenty of things in this movie that you would have thought like if if majority of people nowadays were to put something out like this and see it like. Would they would just tank. go up they, and they up. They wouldn't or, enjoy it. It would be no. It would be insane how many people would be revolting against it. It's it's kind of a backhanded compliment to call something of its time, mm-hmm. but I don't intend it to be that in this case because no. it is. It's a classic. It's it, it, it is. I mean, it's there's a, a good movie. Yes, there's a difference yeah. between outdated and classic, and this is very much classic. Yes. I mean, it is just. It's like a fine wine. Like it's it's aged well. Um, mm-hmm. If anything, you know, people, when they reference James Bond, you know, this is one of their James Bonds that people remember. and they yeah. Roger Bond. Moore is one of the more loved James, James Bonds. Bonds. I mean, it, it is a very neat movie. Like, like, <laughs> like he of, likes his bourbon. <laughs> right. It's very clean, very neat, very nice. Like, it's it's not that cheap kind of And for two hours, anything. it went really fast. Yeah, it did. Especially for older movies. Yeah, movies a 70s movie, two hours. Yeah, there weren't any of these long, drawn-out yeah. dialogues that felt... And a spe- yeah. That felt like you didn't grindy. Need them, or like they were just talking to talk. There wasn't any of that. There either. wasn't wasted time in the movie. Yep. Especially if you compare it to the two and a half hours that Superman Returns was. Right, oh which that, was God, nothing but wasted time. That dragged time. so long. Yeah, where it felt like a freaking eternity. And this one at two hours was very brisk. Very, yeah. yeah. It had a nice clip. Just very like, nice pacing. And it left off really well too, where you could start the next one. I mean, yeah. and not even feel like you were watching in probably another two-hour movie. The and the the thing about it is like it, this wasn't a thing at the time, very clearly. But this, at least the the next this one and the next one, lend themselves to binge watching. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Which which I. 
which they didn't intend at all. They no, just probably not. They just wanted it to be connected. Right, a, a continuous story. <clears throat> but here in here in the age of streaming and binge watching, that's actually I really appreciate that. Yeah, when you've got time to just sit down and watch, have four hours to kill. Right, just watch two movies. I mean, that continue very seamlessly. Yeah, I and I do appreciate that because a lot of the the other James Bond movies were kind of their own little adventures and i don't know if the one after because the the next movie is uh the man with the golden gun right it's also another really famous one but i don't know if that one also had um a connected movie after it so i don't know, I don't know. um back back on plot uh so we mentioned the watch. We didn't explain it. James Bond got this uh, magnet watch, and you turn it. As, you turn. Uh, it's one of the buttons. You pull one of the one of the buttons out. Yeah. And it would become a super powered magnet. Yeah. That can be directed very well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he. We kind of see that it's directed very well because he. He uses it to unzip the Ru- the not Russian the Italian agent's dress. Dress, yeah. At the beginning, and we're like, yeah, okay, he has, nerd. yeah, he has very fine control over it. Um, and so he finds out about this. Is he is he the leader of the island? Um. Well, it's more he's told like, "Hey, you need to investigate where our three guys went. They were doing this." Yeah. yeah. Okay. Died. And he uncovers this plot for an uh, an opium crime boss. Yeah. Essentially, and he's like going from the three places: the island, New Orleans, and New York, New York which were the three places that the individuals died. So yeah. to go around and then find the connection because that's the whole thing is why is it in these three places what connects all three so he has to jump from point to point yeah and i i i think it's just of the time and it really wouldn't fly nowadays but the fact that he goes to harlem Mm -hmm. then like the swamp of new orleans and then a caribbean island and it's like implied that they're all like I mean, culturally, I could see it, but it's kind of, it's, I don't know, I'm just a dumb white person. <laughs> it's, it's culturally like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. You know? The, the culture of each of those places is a very prominent theme. Yeah. Uh, and how much James sticks out in those places is very important. Um, yeah. Which I, I, I thought they did well. Yes. I don't think if they did it the same way nowadays it would fly. No. But it was it fit nicely in the movie for that time and kind of movie. Yes. But nowadays it would not have fit nearly as nicely. We also we also get danger like right away. It doesn't Yeah. The movie doesn't uh like doesn't dilly dally mm-hmm. about no. what they're doing i mean as soon as james is sent to investigate this thing he his cab driver uh is the shot, the shot and james is you on know suddenly in this car wreck, car wreck on a run in a runaway taxi yeah and he's got to like get control of the vehicle right. and and those so we're dropped right into the middle of it yeah and that was actually a really cool gadget because the guy who sh- shot the cab yeah. driver he had a dart gun in the rearview mirror. In the in the side mirror. In the side mirror, I mean, he yes, could yes, yes, yes. use through the dashboard, line it up with the driver's head, push a button, and boom. And that was they called it the pimp mobile. Yeah, the, it, it is. is. That was what it was yeah, called. It was I called a pimp so mobile cool, back then. That was what the vehicle was called. It wasn't purple enough for my tastes. Well, I mean, white. It was it was clean ivory white yeah. with the red interior. The car was very cool. I, I it was it. very it nice. Was that one was probably car. one of the nicest cars in the one movie. Of them. Yes, yeah, it was a lot of very classy cars. Yeah, we didn't get the classic like oh James Bond comes in his Aston Martin, oh, yeah. the Aston Martin with been, the the machine guns and the headlights. Would and have the... been nice if we could have gotten that. Yeah, 
Was that in the previous ones, or is that introduced later on? That's later on, actually, in one of the Pierce Brosnan movies, I believe. Uh, yeah. And they bring it back in Daniel Craig's movies. Yes, I didn't yes. know they brought it back in that one. He has a modern... In one of them, he has a modern Aston Martin that he like has a yep. dramatic flip in. Yep. I think that was Spectre. Uh, I think it might have been, yeah. 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 And in, in and Skyfall, they referenced the old Aston Martin oh, with, yeah. with the machine guns and the headlight. and yeah, yeah. I mean that that's a classic one. And the that's bulletproof the oil, windows, the oil slick, yep. the tire spikes, the stuff. original yeah, yeah. spy movie gadgets. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's funny. I I noticed that we we all keep referencing back to other James Bond movies, but they connect so well. They do. Mm-hmm. They really and do. Each one fits its time period perfectly, but also allows you to move forward to the next one so nicely. Right. They're, they're good movies that take perfect screenshots of the era that they were in. Yes, they really do. That's a good way to put it, because they they really do capture perfectly the time that they were made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's it's like the it's a it's a very good time capsule of of a series. Of a series, yeah. Like these the Roger Moore ones are the very clearly like, oh, these are the seventies James right. Bond. Right. And I mean, Pierce Brosnan's, that's the 80s. That's uh, 80s and 90s. 80s and 90s, yeah. yeah. And those are also a time capsule, the era. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the... Because um... in in the 70s ones, it, there's not a lot of Cold War stuff, no. if you no. noticed. But people didn't want to think about it. The, well, that was the main point well, they, of the movies in that time, yeah. too, is to distract people. They did reference, at one yeah. point, the Cold War uh, talk, during the Bayou chase. Yeah, uh, we said they're Russian agents. Yeah. Black Russian we agents. We got black Russians uh, flying through here on boats. Yeah. You know, when I go to a bar, I usually order a black Russian. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be interested to see what they give you. <laughs> I think it, it's vodka and coffee liqueur. It's that's, a black Russian. That's a white Russian. White Russian. No, white Russian has cream. It's those things and cream. Yeah. The only reason I know about this, you can look it up. The only reason I know about this is the stupid Halle Berry Catwoman movie. She orders oh. a white Russian and says, hold the vodka, hold the liqueur. Oh my God. So she just orders straight cream. Cream, yeah. How cheesy. That movie's on the list, by the way. We may end up having to watch oh, that man. train wreck someday. I've actually seen it. I have too. It's not good. No, and the suit. Uh, it's it, not good. It looked like a hack job stapled together with a staple gun. It's uh, funny. That it looks like look Leatherface. <laughs> it looks like Leatherface. The funny thing, actually, and uh, interesting that this came up randomly, is that as opposed to that where uh, they made a shitty costume and tried to convince people and thought that it was sexy. Right. In this movie, there's a lot of, like, really sexy outfits for the women, mm-hmm. but they're not, like, overly... They're, they're not, yeah. They're overly not revealing. Yeah. Outfits. They are just classically sexy. Yes. Right. Yeah. In, a, in a very classy it's very sense. Like, yeah. Very, it's very nice sexy. clothing. Like, it, it's very, like, either flowy or it fits well or, right. like, things like that. It's not it's stuff shape, that's just... shapely. Yeah, it's not just something that cuts down too low. Or, right. Right. Like, or exposes too much skin yeah. or yeah. whatever. Like, uh, the main villain, he has a tarot card reader named Solitaire. Miss Solitaire. Miss Solitaire. And she, she gets these, nice, like, backless dresses and, like... And the, the shoulder... Shoulderless like, dress, yeah, or the like the off-shoulder tops, tops and and um, James also meets up with a a female CIA agent, Rosie, mm-hmm. and she gets some really nice uh, outfits as well. Who ends up being under the payroll of uh, Kananga? Yeah, yes. Not that she really wants to. It seems. I think it. It seems like it oh, sounds she, like it was just a convenience thing. That was how she kept herself alive. Or yeah. she. I was about to say it wasn't convenient. It was what she had to do. Right? I think she got herself in too deep. Well, yeah. with the other agent that she was with, I mean, he got killed. Why did he get killed and she didn't? Well, probably because, because she was working for Kananga. Yeah, it's possible that they found her out and then outed her. Um, she had to out her eight, um, right to protect her, herself. Yeah, yeah. yeah because she, she was very much a scaredy cat, very jumpy, and she was she was very green. She only she said it was only her second mission. So. Yeah. So probably what happened is Katanga f- f- 
sniffed her out first. Right, caught her in her first mission and then said, you're going to be my inside yeah, worker. Yeah, or we're going to kill you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so James ha- goes to Harlem and he starts investigating um, this the soul food shop. What was it called? Um, uh, oh, it was Filet uh, of Soul. Filet of Soul. soul yeah. It's a chain, like a chain soul food uh, dive bar restaurant. Yeah. All owned combo. by Kananga. Yeah. That you find out later. Yeah. But it is actually known that these are all owned by a Mr. Big. Yes. Yeah. And he's just gonna go and check it, check the place out. Because there's some connection that he's unaware of. Right. He's trying to figure out what's going. And you can tell right away that he walks into Harlem, goes into this soul food dive bar. Mm -hmm. He stands out like a sword. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And everybody pins him for somebody that doesn't belong there. Yeah. Well, it's Harlem in the 70s. Right. A British white dude. (laughs) So he gets himself in trouble. Obviously. And already you're asking orders of somebody. I know it's for a drink and that's their job, but like... Yeah, he asks for something. (laughs) He said bourbon meat, and they were like, what what does that mean? He goes, no No ice. ice. He's like, no ice. And he was like, that's extra. (laughs) He's like, I'll I'll pay. And then he gets to the table and he says, I'll pay even extra for information. And then the booth flips around on him. Bro said, go to drink his drink. He did have a hundred bucks. That yeah, he's gonna hand him, which is that's a lot of money in the seventies. Oh yeah, so that just shows you how much Katanga had everybody the, on his payroll. The table turns literally; <laughs> the wall flips around. And Some Indiana Jones stuff right there. And and he meets Miss Solitaire and Mister Big. Yes. And uh, uh, Tee Hee, which I don't know how I feel about his name. The man still. with the claw. Yeah. He had a uh, he had a, a big mechanical claw hand arm. Or, yeah, arm, excuse me, yeah, it was an entire arm. <laughs> he explains later that he got a little too friendly with a uh, with alligator. An alligator. Albert the alligator. Yep. And it bit his whole arm off. Somehow. Sucks to suck. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> there, there, there's no question on how. Well, I mean, like, how do you... A, <laughs> how do you a hand is one thing. How do you get your whole arm? <laughs> how did he end up getting high Maybe enough? Maybe he got, like, dragged in. Gangrene. I, I mean, gang. that death roll ain't no joke, though. No. <laughs> I mean... Death rolled and the arm just comes off like a mannequin arm. Just whoop. <laughs> Probably what it would look like, to be honest. Unscrewed it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, he, they of course tag him immediately Absolutely. as an agent. And they take him out back to shoot him. They're going to waste him. And yeah. he goes, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like, waste yeah. this fool. <laughs> and of course, James being his... his Posh British self is like I don't doesn't know what that, know means, what that means. Like, thanks for letting me out the back door. <laughs> like, he's just this James Bond is just the most like nonplussed and like unaffected by the things around him. Yeah, the and, most casual. Yeah, guy. <laughs> we missed the, we missed a great line by the way. I wrote it. I wrote it down. Hey, he goes. Uh, we knew you didn't belong here, Mister Bond, and. Bond says something like, oh, we hadn't uh, been properly introduced. What's yeah. your name? And uh, Mr. Big goes, news are for tombstones, baby. Yeah, names are for tombstones. Like, waste him. He liked to say baby at the end of his yeah. sentences. I don't... He was very exaggerated, but we find out why, too. Because yeah. he, that's not character. him. He's, He's playing he a character. He is a character yeah. that Mr. Kananga is playing. Right. Um, as a... a Mr. Big is a front for his Harlem rep- reputation. Right. And the New Orleans reputation yes. as well. Although I think he had it covered with Teehee. Yeah, in New Orleans. In New Orleans. And the, it, and the uh, it what was the place? It appeared that he had three different people kind of holding those, those yeah, fronts the, down. The Baron Samity yeah. was one. Baron Samity was an interesting character. He was. Because he was kind of in control of the, what was it, the Voodoo House or whatever they yeah. called it? Yeah. Um. That was his place in New Orleans that was also uh, a front yeah. for his opium business. So, uh, a uh, African-American uh, CIA agent bails Bond out. Yep. From getting wasted. Strutter. Strutter, yeah. Which, can we just go ahead and talk about the fact that Strutter has like a very minor role and we're left with 
the end of the movie thinking... Assuming he's dead. Where the hell is Strutter and all But maybe this? they address that in The Man with the Golden Gun. And that's gun. what I'm wondering the whole time, and now I'm like... Because we never see a body. We never see him Strutter? actually die. We are supposed to assume that he... Because the jazz music picks up. Right. Yeah. And the the the, the guy came over... Uh, yeah. Whose funeral is it? <laughs> Yours! <laughs> I love the what you said, John. The implication of him coming to just say it. Ask me the question. Ask me. <laughs> Ask it. Just say it. Come on. I've got the perfect one-liner. Although they did leave it very open-ended. Um, right. He could be alive. It's possible that he lived. But they really, I think they really wanted to leave, leave you with the assumption. That he just, is dead. It wasn't necessarily yeah. they wanted to show you that he did. Right. right. We're supposed to function under the assumption that yeah. he's no longer. Yeah, I've been trained too much by uh, all those super comic movies. Yeah, he's not really dead. Like, if I don't see a body, it ain't gone. No yeah. one's ever dead until I see the body. And even then, <laughs> it's still a possibility. Right. Still up for debate. And honestly, to the, to the listener, it's... It is hard to just go through every single action scene in an action movie because right. this podcast would be as long as the movie itself. Right. But just know that there's a bunch of really cool car chases. Uh, there's the plane chase. Very little. The plane chase was one of my favorite chases. Yeah, there to be really honest. was yes. a lot of hand to hand. Whereas in newer James Bond movies, you'll see a lot of like hand-to-hand fisticuffs. Or even gunfighting. Right. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of shooting. There was no, a lot of, even one it was point, very James vehicular. Bond, there, was like a, there was a fight that should have been a very hand-to-hand. It was with two knives. Because yeah, James the machetes. drops his gun to yeah. pick up the machete instead, which I was like, bro, I would have just gone too. I just okay, assumed I think it was empty. I think he was out of bullets, which yeah. is but rare still, to see in a movie like yeah. that. But, yeah, there, there was very little hand-to-hand. Most of the things were settled with vehicles. Yep. Which is very interesting. Because that's harder to do. Well, it may have been that, and I don't know this for a fact, but it's a theory. Maybe this was early in the time of using vehicles in movies, and they were like, this is an option now. We can go nuts on this. Yeah. And maybe they were just displaying their ability to use vehicles in movies. I mean, I bet the stuntman... The stuntman got paid a shit ton for this movie because there was a ton of stunts. Not just the vehicles, but the alligators as well. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, This is the one, if you've seen anything from this movie, you've seen James Bond running over the alligators. Right, running across a a bridge of alligator backs, which are real alligators and a real man running across them. Yeah. Took multiple tries. He fell in with the alligators more than once. But it was a thing like he didn't... He didn't... The multiple tries was him... He'd get to the first alligator and then... Right. He wouldn't get halfway. No. It it would... And then him going across was like the one time they had that. Yep. And they had to get it and be done. Yeah. Um, But the man who did it was not Roger Moore. It was whoever had raised these alligators. Yeah. They had an alligator wrangler, I think is the proper term. But, um... Yeah. James... Gets himself into a lot of trouble. We'll put it like that. Yeah, without going through every sequence. Yeah. Because he gets in trouble a lot. He does. He has a bunch of quippy one-liners. Um, uh, unfortunately for Rosie, the green agent, she gets killed after sleeping with James. Yeah, they, they consider her compromised. I don't think she actually slept with him, though, because he, w- he was already aware that she was... Um, she was off iffy yeah and so she he he led her to a secluded area so he could confront her and interrogate i I think i just made out i think and she was about to talk yeah and she was about to talk but then she got nervous because of one of the scarecrows that they had there were scarecrows with cameras on the island uh and also guns in them yes they had guns in their mouths and cameras in their eyes and she realized they were being watched (laughs) oh yeah and uh, she went to run away and was killed by one of the scarecrows with guns in their mouths. Yeah. Uh, I think they got. I think they got close to. Yeah, like, close scoring. to doing the deed. <laughs> yeah. But because she was in nothing but just a nighty. Uh huh. And he was wearing a wife beater and. And not anything else other than pants. Yeah, I th- I think his pa- he had loose pants. Yeah. I think that was all you could really show in the seventies. Was, wasn't that the blue suit? Yeah, yeah, that was the because really... when he went running after her, he was putting on his blue jacket again, and he had his gun sticking out through the yeah, the arm which of is it. kind of cool way of doing that. Yeah. Um, so after all of that, James he, um, after seeing Solitaire, uh, Miss Solitaire 
flips her tarot cards. Uh-huh. And she flips her cards... About James. She's trying to... Intimidate him. Really. Right. And and show him her premonition of his future. And, and she's she expecting can't to see, flip death. She can't see him... I think this is... If, if I'm remembering it correctly, she couldn't, like... She wasn't face-to-face with him so he could see the cards. This was more like a... Her... Because when she f- first meets him, he makes some comment like, oh, which card is me? Because you're the high priestess. Right. And she's like, pick one. And he picks it and it's the fool. And it flips over and it's the fool. And I'm like, oh, that's good. Yeah. And then she said, this, this first card will be your fate. And then he leaves and she flips it over and it's the lover. The lover. And he's like, oh, and so she starts doubting like everything everything she's doing she thinks that maybe you know she's supposed to turn on Kananga and she does and they they do sleep together yes and it turns out once you do the deed for the first time you lose the power you lose to... the gift to see with the cards yeah which is an interesting i don't know how i feel that, about that that may be a cultural thing that I don't know about or that we don't know about like I don't know if that I don't know what culture she's supposed to be from though yeah I don't we don't know. really get a lot of story about her um, you kind of get this feeling like but we learned that the same thing yeah. happened to her mother when she got pregnant with her and her mother before or her grandmother basically yeah when she got pregnant with her mother like just every time you have sex for the first time you lose the gift and hope to God you get pregnant right. with a girl. So that they can get the gift and continue yeah. your legacy. Honestly, I really don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm iffy about it. But, you know, it's, it is it is a weak plot point that they use to keep her around. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's a lot of the women in James Bond movies. Yes. Is they're just they vehicles. Have a weak connection. Vehicles for James Bond to get some tail. Right. And kind of weak connections to the movies. Like, like we were saying, they were accessories to his character. Right, right, right. As much as the watch, as much as a gun, as much as the suit, they were an accessory. Yeah. In the old ones. Yeah. The newer, like, we already clarified this. They have character. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just to reiterate that. Um, <laughs> so, next time they meet, Bond, to get to sleep with her, he stacks the deck and... <laughs> Literally oh my God. fills what it with slugger cards. cards. He's like, pick this... She comes in, like... While he's messing with her tarot cards. And he's laid out her card and his card. And the High Priestess and the Fool. And then gives her some line about, Well, if you're so iffy, why don't you pick a card? And fans out the deck towards And he's her. shuffling, too. And that was a nice bridge, I yeah. have to say. It, that was a really good bridge. <laughs> and so he, he shuffles it and fans out the cards for her to pick one. She picks one. And, of course, it's... The lovers. And, and then, they start making out. And then he flips the deck back onto the onto the table behind him where she can't see it. And we see that they are all the lovers. He literally stacked the deck. And he tries to confess to her, but she doesn't hear. She doesn't care. She, she doesn't says care. that it's too late. Her gift is gone. I was like, oh my god, girl, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was. She really did fall for that one. Yeah. But he also shouldn't have played her like that. Let's be real. Yeah, he played her like a deck of cards. <laughs> Really freaking Literally, yeah. Look, our more analytical episodes don't have a lot of jokes. I gotta get them in where I can. Um, yeah. So James gets the girl, unravels the mystery. Uh, I actually really appreciate how he killed the villains in succession. Yeah. Like first he kills the voodoo priest. Mm-hmm. Kills the voodoo, voodoo priest, priest, quote unquote. That was an amazing scene. So it was. the he goes to try to rescue uh, Solitaire. Because they recapture her and they're uh-huh. going to sacrifice her. And underneath... There's a ritual going on yeah. for a for a Baron Samity-like sacrifice. Right. And Baron Samity himself, the character... Shows up. Rises out of this tomb really slowly. And he's like... Uh, f- kind of fooling around with yeah, the snake. Doing... Or, well, no, that was a different... That, that was, was a different like the guy. Priest. That was the priest, yes, yes, uh, yes. Messing with a snake. He's got, like, a goat head on and everything. Yeah. And he's doing this dance with the snake. And then Baron Samity rises up. And James shoots the goat guy. 
and kind of tussles with Baron Samity, throws him into the pit of snakes uh-huh. with a viol- it's a coffin. After we find out that the first Baron Samity that came up was a fake. Yes, yes, yeah. because... Uh, I still don't quite understand because those eyes were blinking and rolling, so like... That so, was an amazing shot, too, because yeah. both James and the movie. Yeah. Because he rises up all slow and dramatic, and James just shoots like half his head off. Yeah, and he's still standing there, and James realizes he's a fake and blasts through the rest of the mannequin. And yeah. then a second Baron Samity rises up. And then they have a little tussle. He throws him into, into a, a coffin full of snakes, and like, he dies very quickly. You're like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's, you know, he's gone. And then he shows up later, and we're like, oh shit, is he the actual? Is he actually Baron Samity? Right. The death god. It actually made you question... Was because there something mystical? Was, the first one was so actually like looked really real, and mm-hmm. he made you really question like, did he actually have powers? Did they give him that? Right. Like, Maybe he did. I think that was the implication there of may, him. Yeah. It's it's to leave you questioning about the mystical nature. Well, is this a real guy or is he some god of cemeteries and undeath? Well, I don't know about y'all, but he was on the train at the very end, and yeah. uh, that to me says proves if it's. Uh, a god. Not mortal. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's he was dispatched. The next to the dispatch was Katanga. Yeah. Uh, who he by ties. By way of shark repellent pit, uh, bullet. He he <laughs> captures James in solitaire. No, it wasn't a shark bullet. Was it a shark bullet? Because he put it in his face and then he blew it, up like Aunt Marge. What it was, so it was James <laughs> had yeah, was a gun Marge's right. to deal with sharks. What it was was compressed air pellets, okay. and it shot these pellets that would trigger on uh, on firing to start inflating. And he first uh, Kananga obviously confiscates this gun as he's captured uh, Solitaire and James Bond, and he displays the ability of this gun by shooting it into a couch and watching the couch expand and explode. Which, we forgot about Whisper. We love Whisper. He's a very minor henchman character. We stand Whisper here. Um, Honestly, he didn't die. No, he didn't. He just got thrown in a... Honestly, he was... um, So far, it's been a running theme that the henchman characters are always our favorite. Yeah. (laughs) It really has. And so he just got yeeted into a missile, and then yeah, he just gets or a torpedo. He he just gets trapped in there. But yeah, he'll be fine. Uh, so James and Solitaire are tied up and to be lowered into a, a tank of sharks. Classic. Um, Classic. And Kananga is doing his you know villain monologue, and James uses his magnetic watch to get one of these shark pellets off of a table nearby. And puts it into his mouth to keep it safe and hidden. And obviously they get out of the restraints. There's a tussle with Kananga. And James slides the shark pellet into Kananga's mouth after pulling the pin. And Kananga inflates like Aunt Marge and explodes against the ceiling. And there's just a bunch of pieces. Yeah. And uh, he goes, looks like an exploded leather couch. Yeah. It's <laughs> pretty great. Solita- and Solitaire has this line of like, Where'd Katanga? Oh, you know, there and there. Well, he goes, well, he did have a rather inflated opinion of himself. Yes, and it made the entire gag worth it. Oh, my God. The one line. Yeah. Um, And then finally he deals with Teehee. Teehee follows them like Michael fucking Myers. Yeah. Comes out of a sack of potatoes. Yeah, rips out of a sack of potatoes on the train. It's U.S. mail. Oh, it was the mail? Okay, okay. It well, it was a burlap sack. It was a burlap sack. sack or something. Um, it was the mail, you're right. He goes into their train car. They're about to get it on, rude. And he <laughs> interrupts, flips Solitaire up into a fold-up bed. Which is, that so was hilarious. And then gets into this tussle with James. James uh, ultimately gets him uh, in a position where he can cut the hydraulics on the arm, so they lock around a window thing. He... Flips the dude out the window, the arm disconnects, and we don't see. Which was TV honestly anymore. one of the longest and biggest hand-to-hand fights. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was the longest hand-to-hand fight. We uh, had and honestly, movie. that as the climax fight was really satisfying. It was. It was yeah, good because Tihi was more of a presence than Katanga, right? Or because uh, he wasn't really a a physical threat. He, never he was. Said anything. Well, no, I'm talking about Kananga. wasn't really a physical threat. He was more yeah. of a. Uh, 
He was well, the mind behind. Teehee yeah. did have that uh, monologue. Yeah, that small monologue. That was like it. Yeah. But he was really like that quiet, intimidating presence. He laughs yeah. a lot. Though. Yeah. Yeah. I say quiet as in he didn't have dialogue. Right. He he had giggling in... in it I mean, showed why his name was Teehee. Yeah. But he was smiling the whole time, through the whole movie. Yeah, he had that shit-eating grin. Yeah. Um, so, he's flipped out the window. James has a one-liner about, oh, I'm just being disarming. I'm being disarming. bump it up it up as, as Solitaire doesn't realize that there has been an amazing fight in this room. Like, the room's tore up, girl. Pay there more are attention. holes in the door. There's, like, She's broken shit. The ladder onto the bed is gone. I mean, when you when you know what you want, you know what you want, I guess. Yeah, I guess. She doesn't have to read cards for that. <laughs> right. I love the scene right before that where she beats him. In. She's, he's trying to teach her how to play rummy. How to play gin. Yeah, gin rummy. And he she freaking wipes the floor with him immediately. And he's like, fine, let's have sex then. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be like that. <laughs> yeah. Um... So, and then we end, like uh, Ray said, where we see the Baron guy on the front of the train Sitting laughing. on the front of the train, yeah. And he fades into a creepy skull and credits. Yeah. And Which is just so weird. I'm like, ominous. okay, I guess he's... But it was a nice, like, it, No, ending. like, it, when I say weird, I mean, like, like, why? Like, he is clearly otherworldly. So, it's just, like, I wanted more, I guess, of... yeah. Of that hint of otherworldly, but I guess that's not for us. But that's not what James Bond is about. No, no. But and save I, that for indie. I think it's interesting yeah. that they they did that in the first place. By the way, and this is this is totally off topic, but you said indie. Uh, I was watching a video the other day about uh, Brendan Fraser, mm-hmm. and they said that he was uh, he was essentially Harrison Ford if Harrison Ford ever seemed like he was enjoying anything. <laughs> And I feel yeah. like that is so accurate. <laughs> yeah, that that is very true. <laughs> you know those aren't on Disney Plus. The Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, sadly. Sadly. It's okay. I'll watch so the Mummy Disney any day. They, they are Disney now. owns them. Oh, all right. Didn't Lucasfilm. There's always been a uh, an action show in Disney World for Indiana Jones as well. They yeah. had the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. Yeah. Really good show, that. by the way. Um. So, I think the time has come for our two in segments. Let me pull up the uh, Rotten Tomato score of this movie. I expect it to be good. I expect it to be high. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a James Bond. I'm like, right. You gotta have a high score. How wrong can they go? <laughs> I don't care here in my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> Comes with property. <laughs> Comes with the cat. Yeah. Alright. So, ooh, I have the audience score. So, uh, Ray, how about you start? What do you think the audience score is going to be? 97. 97? Uh, it's lower. Caleb? 70. Lower than that. What? What? I know, right? 60. It's actually higher. Thank God. The audience scored it 64. Oh, I was going to say 63. The critics had 65, and they basically said it has stopped... Has style and a good sense of humor, which I agree with that assessment. Yeah, I think it needs to be higher. I feel like it deserves higher than that, though. Absolutely. So, people, what's our final verdict? Uh, Are we going to be throwing tomatoes at this movie, or are we going to keep our tomatoes in our pocket? I'm keeping mine. I'm absolutely keeping mine. I'll keep mine. Uh, yeah. My my fond memories of this movie were are now even more fun now that I can understand everything in the movie. It's even more enjoyable than it was before. Right, right. I, I agree. Uh, the action really hooked me in. It was a very brisk two hours. Um, there was a good humor, good costuming mm-hmm. uh, for Jane, for the ladies, I was about to say, for, for the James villains. The women. Yeah, this was very snazzy great. suits. Yeah. It was just a very classy, very funny... Well, not very funny, but it, it was humorous, humorous. Humorous, that's the word. It was humorous, classy, and it's fun. All around it's good fun ride. All around. Yep. All right, so uh, I know you guys have stuff to plug. We'll start, uh, you know what, we'll start with Ray again. Um, sometimes, and I mean very, very little. Sometimes 
I stream, and you can find me at um, Sleepy Sweet Flower on Twitch. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Short and sweet. I am very similar. I stream. Um, I try to stream three times a week. I don't get to do it often very much right now, but we're working on it. And you can find me at Twitch TV um, slash Cake with two X's and two C's. <laughs> There's not usually X's in cake, so it's C Cake XX. Yeah, C Cake XX is the best way to put it. That, that's a good point. Yes. <laughs> good point. We'll work on that. Uh, and then I'm, as usual, uh, twitch.tv slash thebeetlesaurus. Uh, pretty mu- I, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch, but if you find me on Twitch, you'll find me everywhere else. Yep. Uh, you can follow me at uh, my Twitter, which is ChoNinja21. That is C-H-O-Ninja2 and 1. You can also follow this show on Twitter at Tomatoes Podcast. You can also find this show uh, pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, including Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, uh, and actually Amazon. I saw that the other day. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get on Pandora, which is kind of weird to me, but yeah. anyway. Um, if you like this podcast and you want to help us out, please uh, leave a like uh, and subscribe. It, you know, five-star reviews, whatever the platform is to just give us a little bump really helps us beat that algorithm out um and any of your support is appreciated all right john uh you know the drill i do 1929 to 2020 yep our future year of 2020 uh 2018 oh something something recent oh wow 2018 did I go over results with 2018? Yes, Adam did. It is 45 movies. Woo! Yes. This uh, is I would not complain if it's Ready Player One. This is interesting. I have not seen a wrinkle in time, though. It's not 37. Good. 37 is so low! A Star yes! Wars story! Yes! The one movie I haven't Were seen. Were you not just saying about. you yeah. hadn't seen that one? Oh, we hell just talking about fucking it. yes. So five. We get a Star Wars movie? Alright. And you know what? We don't have to pay for this one because I've got it on Blu-ray. <laughs> there you shit, go. yeah. Alright, so... Holy shit. I cannot believe it. Tune in next time for... Man, we've been really lucky today, by we the way. We are. Holy shit. Getting some great movies. The dice are rolling in our favor. Tune in next time for Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, we'll pay for this next time. <laughs> <laughs> right here on Throwing Tomatoes.